Shuffle. Shuffle. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Kill Shuffle. I'm Donald. I'm Dylan. And once again we are bringing you a huge number of new releases. Just keep on going. We just bite off more than we can chew every single week. And they don't stop coming. And yeah. they don't stop coming. And they don't stop coming. <laughs> but uh, when you're fed to the rules you just gotta hit the ground running. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and this week... We're looking at six albums, one of which um, is not new and five of which are new. Yes. Um, okay, uh, we've got OK by Otherkin, uh, Melina by Leprous, I guess The Bronx by The Bronx. or, yeah. or Bronx, Bronx number five. Bronx number five uh, by The Bronx. Rambo number five. Um, new album from Cut Copy, which is called, help me out here. Oh, what's it Haiku called? Haiku from Zero. Yes. Uh, yes. Run by Prawn and... Liebe ist für alle da by yes. Rammstein. Love is, is for everyone. Love is for or love is there for everyone. Yeah, love is yeah. there for everyone. Or love is here yeah. for everyone by Rammstein. So that's that's the um, older album that we're taking a look back at. Yes, it's 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 old now. It's like almost yeah. nine years. I mean, it's their most recent album, which is crazy to think. <laughs> it's but, almost a decade ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll talk about that yes, later. Yes, yes. Um, we we ran quite a bit over time last time because we you know did six albums. So I think we should just. Unless, Dylan, is there anything come up this week that you want to discuss before we dig into the, the reviews? Nah, just next week is going to be even bigger than this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay, fab. Um, so I guess we will uh, kick off in our usual style, which is we will discuss uh, the background of the album. We'll talk a little bit about individual tracks, the sound, mm-hmm. what we liked, what we didn't like. And then we'll uh, give you a score out of 10 and our favorite tracks. So let's start off. The first album came out on Friday. Yes. Um, as we're recording this the band is called Otherkin and the album is called OK OK so these guys are local yes they're from Dublin very local uh, yeah very local and actually I happen to know um, me and myself and the singer go back a ways um, yeah. Luke yeah so uh, I I sort of knew him back in college a little bit and uh, Otherkin have been going for a long long time I mean mm. I would say probably six seven years yeah. at this stage you know uh, yeah yeah Irish bands tend to do that. Kopec did it. Like, they, they, they started in 2002. Yeah. And the first album came out in 2010. So go fig, go figure. Yeah, same with Little Green Cars. I mean, they were playing together since they were all sort of 15, 14, 15. And their first album didn't come out until uh, 2013. You know, that kind of way. So it's yeah. like, it, it seems like there's a long gestational period. And, and um, other kin have gone through quite a few rounds of um, cleaning out cleaning out the closet I guess a little bit um, as often happens they'll yeah. they'll write a batch of new songs and their old songs will be deleted from the internet forever <laughs> that's and then once okay, okay. yeah yeah so this album once now this album is out there's all the singles from it and yeah. the surrounding um, music is all available to listen to but anything from before that is gone okay yeah that's weird I I, I hearing this music I'm, mm. not, I'm gonna come from a um a, a newbie objective sure because yeah, I, I, yeah. I, know, I know the heritage so I'm interested to hear what you thought coming but into a totally you, you say fresh it as, you say it as if they're quite perfectionist in their approach to I think music. it's more so they've they've um, they kind of came for, first from the garage band sort of approach of just recording their own stuff and doing their own music videos and um, having complete creative like sole creative control and then they moved on to the more very indie label type stuff where you know mm. like small small scale but 
professionally shot music videos and, and professionally recorded EPs and things yeah. but I think what often happens and it's happened to loads of Irish bands is then once they're picked up by a by, I'm not sure what label they're on but once they're sort of picked up for real and put on the press junket and given a, a properly recorded debut album I believe usually I think what happens is the record label says that's all well and good you can keep all that stuff on your own hard drives but you need needs to go you're our you know you're our act now and you're you're going to be doing festival circuits and you're going to be doing press junkets and everything else and the only music that you've made is for us and that's fine yeah that's the way that's the way it works it's probably i think i think it's a copyright issue yeah so usually. some some bands would be quite hesitant at that well yeah but i think you kind of have to sign a yeah. little bit you kind of have to sign away you're like you know your all your work up to that point is a different era of your career and then once you once you start that with the debut mm-hmm. album it's like we've begun for real quote yeah. unquote right yeah. so this will be the first time most people like yourself will have heard them mm-hmm. um first impressions um it's it it sounds very uh very indie mm-hmm. like almost it no it sounds like i hear a lot of like imagine royal republic mixed with um block parties sensibilities of songwriting okay. and that indie side of things early 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 2000s 2004 yeah no no i'm i'm, I'm with you those two because it's very it's very hard rocking but it is very much um indie alternative yeah rock it's yeah it's like its sensibilities you're you're right it's like nirvana channeled through kasabian or something like and, that and a bit of oasis yeah in the vocals a fair bit of Oasis. I hear um, more Blur than I do Oasis here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. But the Britpop influence is real. And I think Luke, what he brings more so than a lot of the sort of identical faceless indie bands, I mean, he certainly brings a lot of attitude to the vocal uh, in a Julian Casablancas, Josh Homme kind of way. You know, he, he just puts a lot of his own personality into yeah. the vocal rather than just um, singing it straight. Yeah, I mean, like, it, 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 he seems to be of the... Of the um, folk growing up in the Arctic Monkeys era, yeah, sure, things. yeah, Alex Turner as well. Yeah, Alex Turner would probably be a heavy, heavyweight yeah. inspiration yeah. for this guy. Or is that his name? Yeah, yeah, Alex Turner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bit of a pompous asshole, <laughs> in- infamous, an infamous pompous asshole. Well, I think I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I, I hear you, I hear you. But um, that, that, you know, that, that's what you're looking at with the vocals, and I think on the album it goes it goes both ways a little bit in terms of, I think sometimes it's, it is Alex Turner, so I had to look that up. Um, mm-hmm. It goes both ways in terms of sometimes I think it's um, a massive help to the song and other times Ed, I'm not sure it works so as well, if you get me. But I, th- I think he delivers a fantastic vocal performance here in general. Yeah. On the, and on the songs that I like, it's nothing but a massive plus. Yeah, he, pow- he powers it. Where yeah. it isn't too yeah. too hefty, yeah, and I and I like that he has all these weird little vocal ticks and um, strange gasps and groans and noises that he makes. You know, yeah. at the end of AA, he kind of does this like, ah, uh, yeah. I mean, we're and, we're definitely dealing with my least favorite part of this music is his voice. Okay, that's fair. Is he just a singer or is he a guitarist? He's, he's a singer, singer, rhythm guitarist. I okay, okay. Yeah. Well, hell, there's four of them, so they yeah. all they all sort of pull double double weight. Yeah, I I very much enjoy the guitar sound in this album mm. quite a bit. I'd say. Um, especially some of the more experimental songs. Yeah, um, like the last song. Are we? We're go, we're going straight into so so. So so. That um, song has a set of nuts that are bigger than most planets. Yeah, that's my favorite song on the album because it's not like the album. <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure that's totally fair to say. I think I think other can have an ingredient X factor or whatever not to like to use a cliche or whatever yeah. but but i think they have a certain sound that, that that shows up a few times during the album that's 
It's truly their own. It doesn't sound like anything else, but it's also I guess. unbelievably cool. It sounds like a few things. I not with so I don't hear that with so so and eighty nine. Oh yeah, as complete as end to end songs. I think that's totally their own thing, and I love it. Yeah, but that's not going to get radio play. Unfortunately, maybe not. No, but that's I, yeah, and I suppose that's the balance you're trying to strike. And most of the stuff that sa- can sound derivative is very Arctic Monkeys, AM era. Well, maybe not AM era. Uh, yeah, humb- humbug. Hard monkeys. I mean, on the good end of it, I I hear like I hear some garbage, especially in the second track. Come on, hello. Um, yeah. I you know I'm a, just a little bit yeah. I'm just just talking about the commercial stuff that you're you're, yeah. you're that those songs that are, I hear like a little bit of the ting tings. Um, sure. I hear I actually hear a lot of the stuff that influenced in in heaven that we reviewed a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But then on the bad side of it, like what's that song called? Bad advice. I almost heard a little bit of Fratelli's. Yeah. Which like. Like there is an element of this album which is very much like pint of lager in the air, yeah. Going like, you know, there's there's sort of a match of the day vibe to yeah, yeah, a fair yeah. amount of it. I mean, understandably, you know how it got po- how they got so popular so fast as mm. to be the ones to open for Guns N' Roses that time, or was it Guns? N Roses? They did open for Guns yes, N Roses, yes. yeah. Third openers, or at least, yes, but, uh, yeah. They're they're very approachable and friendly for people who would not know what to expect from an opener from Guns N' Roses true and the local so but it but, tick all the boxes but do you agree that, that there that there is a, a dividing line between um, the commercial side of this album and then the more experimental side uh, well they're very far far between each other yeah that's what I think yeah. too yeah you know I think you, there's, you you can actually draw you can draw that line mm-hmm. and it's, it's in certain songs it's you draw that line between the verse chorus and the end where yeah. like on yeah i know i think the end is really experimental and cool and the start is a little bit more straight down the line whereas with so so i mean that's that full song from start to finish is just yeah really interesting really, really interesting. interesting guitar work yeah especially i like i like how the rhythm is also the lead and the lead is also the rhythm mm. like they, they, the rhythm they, is they, the bass and the bass is the treble yep <laughs> T- taking a taking a leaf out of warren g's book god yeah it's all fun it's all funk <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, the interplay is really nice. Yeah. Cre- creative, even in the more straightforward songs, it's fun and there's a drive to it. Yeah, and I'd like I, I'd like hearing this more than I would any other bands that fall under this on the radio, which there are a few of. Mm. But that's the thing. I um, think I think they've. I mean, Dublin rock in general follows this template, right? It yeah, it tends to. I think. I mean, I think this w- this falls under the same broad bracket as fan club, although fan club is much more, um, like stock and trade big meaty rock songs than this this is more uh like we say some like football uh football highlights yeah. anthems that for the, the, the yeah. for the singles and then you get a sort of a totally different thing a totally different experimental yeah. um almost kind of smashing pumpkinsy rock thing for uh, the, the, the stranger stuff which i love yeah the stranger stuff definitely um mm. late late Smashing Pumpkins, especially. Yeah, um, I would call it doom pop. That's that. That's what that was, was going through my head when I yeah, listened to it. Yeah, it's very like, apocalyptic. Yeah, like like yeah, like this kind of creeping, um, mm. creeping shadows, uh, which I love because there's certain songs, especially Bad Advice. I don't, I don't keep on beating that dead horse, but it's yeah. just it's so straightforward. It's just a, you know, major guitar riff, a big kind of, I'm okay, everything's okay, everything's great, like. And then and then it ends and that's fine, but I I yeah. need something a little bit more yeah. to chew um, on. There, there actually was was something I was missing out from, from music I like. Yeah, is um an emotion. Okay, an emotion that gets you. Yeah, you get what I mean. 
for most of it, for some for most of it, it's, it's all like, yeah, here's a, here's a party. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. can make you feel happy. Yeah. But this feels like a party song that we'll be playing halfway through the party. Okay. And you would be none... None the more aware of it because you're so close. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. I totally hear you. Yeah, like there's there's no it's like, emotion. Like let's say loner from from freaking uh, fan club fan club. Yeah, which I felt. Yeah, in my cockles. <laughs> but no, but I but I think but again, um, I, it it speaks to that split. I think on something like, um, yeah, I know, or uh, what's what's it, the other sort of react maybe. Yeah, no. it do, it does feel a little bit like there's a ball of energy, but there's nothing quite at the core. Yeah, there's la- it's lacking a bit of heart. But then enabler, do you know you, you remember that one that that's got the big that da 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 da. Yeah, I mean that to me that that has that's absolutely got a beating. I mean, heart I'm not I'm not asking for a ballad. No, but but I think but I think you get with with the sort of the 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 two the stomp the start the songs that stomp i think you get that vibe that you yeah. with enabler you get that with so so you get that even though they still rock they're just a little bit slower and you get yeah. that ballad vibe from them i think i think they're fantastic honestly i think there's some stuff on this that's so good that it elevates the whole album yeah. which but, i feel is patchy it is very patchy um yeah no that's that's probably my biggest gripe it's just it's just uh, there's there's no outwardly sad outwardly emotive songs it's all yeah. it's all very very yeah very stationary okay and kind of happy drunk yeah happy drunk yeah that's true but no but I, like i said i think i think you i think you do hear that emotion in the verse of aa i mean you you hear it in the pre-chorus for feel it you hear it in 89 you hear it in so so it's there yeah. throughout the album it's just you need to listen for it mm-hmm. it come it you know comes in at four or five times and then it's interspersed with some excellent sort of poppy commercial rock yeah. and then some that's just fine yeah it's just okay go, go as the, the album would suggest yeah yeah. What, yeah what did you think of the production job uh good i, I very much enjoyed it the yeah big, big just big sound um i like i like i like the bass and the rhythm quite a bit yeah um, they did a great job with the bass yeah it's fun fact actually um because yeah. i was chatting to luke the there was two producers on this dave from overhead the albatross and uh-huh. you know Overhead, Overhead yeah, the Albatross yeah, yeah. Irish, Irish instrumental band huge sound phenomenal and actually that's I was almost thinking not, not so much in terms of musical style but a musical approach okay. I think the, the good stuff on this album reminds me of Overhead the Albatross and then do you know who the other producer yeah. was? Um, is he from Windmill Lane perchance? We possibly I'm not sure where they recorded it but the other producer is the guy from Codaline oh, oh yeah that and, explains so and, much <laughs> That explains so much. <laughs> it's like Overhead the Albatross and Codaline. There couldn't be a better analogy for the Dublin's incredibly music scene. great stuff. Well, Dublin's music scene, sure. Yeah. But also the great stuff on this album and the stuff that we're not so crazy about. Yeah. You know? That's absolutely it. Would I, be, I think we... If you described that at the start of the review, I would have... You'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, need yeah, to yeah, say yeah. anything. Think about an album that's split down the middle between Overhead the Albatross and Codaline. You'd be like, oh, I know exactly how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not exactly it's that that you know that's not a perfect analogy, but I think it's pretty close. I think it's, I think there's a lot of really really interesting and exciting ideas that are wrestling with maybe some stuff that's a little overplayed. Yes, is that fair? Yes. Okay. But nothing else to say. So really. what I hoped. So basically, my hope for Other Kin, um, in their second album, which you know again, let's hope it's sooner rather than later, because yes. it's sometimes you can feel like you're de- you're touring that debut album for like three or four years and. You it know, might that's be. not good. Um, 
but if they can get back in the studio soon uh, and start you know writing and recording and stuff like that i think more we need more of what's on 89 more of what's on so so yeah enabler that doom pop get your creative juices flowing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. don't just be a yes man to the producers but it's but i think a strong debut yeah you know i guess for the most part i guess it is (laughs) for somebody (laughs) okay you know field um dutch gold (laughs) <laughs> no, stop that, Dylan. no offense stop that Dylan. i liked it i like it yeah i like it okay. I guess. all right give me your best song uh, favorite so, song so 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 yeah um i think it's that's indisputable it's it's obviously yeah. so 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 is the best song uh and a score out of 10 uh god do i have to if if there's a chance the person who is singing could possibly listen to this at any point we have editorial control it's okay. fine you can be honest <laughs> give it a five <laughs> Is it? I'll give it a five. Five. Yeah. Cool. Let's go. Because I'd... I would have given it a six if it had a bit of heart. It, or no, no, no. If it or had, if it had more, heart. more, more, more heart. Okay. More emotions to it. I hear you. Um, I, I, I'm going to give it a seven because I've I have big big hopes for other kin and because I know so, I cause, because so there are some I. flashes of utter brilliance on this album. There really are. Yeah. Like like I'm going to come back to so so and eighty nine and enabler. For a long, long time. I think they're brilliant, brilliant songs. And um, Luke, if you're listening, just all you need to do is just write more songs like SLN, which has been wiped from the face of the planet, but it's the best thing they've ever done. And um, and I got a little bit of that from, from So-So, so I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping it'll go in that direction. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a seven. And go forth, other kin. Please conquer the world and don't forget about us. All right, <laughs> let's move on. The next album is a band we don't know personally. They're called Leprous and they're from Norway. Yes, they are Norway. We're Norwegian. They are <laughs> Norwegian. Norwegian? <laughs> Norwegian, yes. Um, Leprous, Dylan? Yeah. Um, I think you, you got me onto the first album. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah inadvertently. Was, there was some song that clicked. I think we may have talked about Devin's work. Maybe Did he produce it? I don't know if Devin Townsend has any, apart from the, apart produced. from the production staff have worked on Devon Townsend records before. Like, they, I'm sure Leprous know Devon Townsend, but I don't think they've ever worked um, in the same studio, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just... But yeah. there's definitely a sensibility that they share with Devon Townsend. Yeah. So Leprous kind um, of... what the, they're, they're they're essentially... Ishane, is that how you pronounce his name? The guy from Emperor? Yeah. So it, it's it's sort of a cast... It's like a babushka doll or whatever. <laughs> you've, got, you've got Emperor who are like this really... I don't know their work too well, but they're like a I massive black metal band. Yeah. Then you screw the top off Emperor and you've got Ishane, who's the singer from Emperor, and he does his own solo albums, which are really kind of... Like they're sort of fruity prog metal, I guess. Yeah. I'm not Very a huge good. fan, but... No. But Leprous, if you take off another... Screw off another doll, is the backing band for Ishane when he goes on tour by himself. And they basically, when, whenever they're not touring with him, they like write their own stuff and release their own albums. And okay, that makes it's fuck, it's so good. It's just yeah, the layers go deep. It's a melting pot of just all of the best elements of that's Scandinavian a fun, that's metal. A, it's, a fun, it's a fun music scene to be in. Yeah, it is it's very tightly knit. It, it is, and if you and if you look, if you look at who was involved in this um, record, the <sighs> it, the mixing was done by Jens Bogren, who's one of my favorite producers yeah. of all time he, wow okay oh yeah he does um he, he's he's the regular producer on soul work stuff he's uh mixed for devon townsend he's um he's he was the producer on a lot of opeth okay. the opeth's best stuff he was the producer um so he works a lot with the scandinavian crowd and then the producer was um 
was David Castillo, who's done Dark Tranquility and he's done Long Distance Calling, which are brilliant uh, German instrumental yeah, band, if yeah. you don't know. he And actually the two of them, Jens and David, both worked on the most recent Crater album. Which, oh, okay, okay. You know, which actually I thought was pretty good. Yeah. All things considered. Yeah. For a band that I wasn't crazy about. It sparked, it sparked yeah. attention. Yeah. But what, what these two guys are known for doing is, I guess, drawing out the subtleties and the the contemplative elements of heavy music. Yeah. And that's what that's kind of what Lepros is. Would would you is that fair to say? Uh yeah. Like Lepros um, is 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 it's subtle at least, quiet. At least this album was. The uh, yeah. last album was a little bit more quiet. Or no, last album Heavier. was a little more, more heavy, I the think. The congregation, yeah. Straight yeah, yeah. straight out. Yeah. Straight through the wall, pretty rocky. Um this one's quieter. This one's quieter. So, uh, they're, they're dealing with a lot more space in between instruments mm. and how they can make Things sound heavy between those, between all that space. Yeah. That how huge... can they utilize? How can they utilize strings yeah. and synthesizers and just you know straight up drums and bass to create heaviness yeah. rather than always reaching for the guitar? Yeah. Um, if only I liked the singer. <laughs> if only I liked the <gasps> Dylan! singer. He is the draw for me. Um, Einar Solberg I, I saw is his them, name. I saw them live. You did? Yeah, they opened for Devon. With, oh, with, uh, that's with, right. Um, with a. Uh, Oh, who are the other? Who are the other big, uh, genty metal band? Periphery? Tesseract, Tesseract. Oh, Tesseract. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're opening for Devon. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay and okay. I love them there. Hmm. Um, I believe, I believe we ended up liking them more than we did Tesseract. Hmm. I did not like Tesseract at all. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. that's where I stand. Yeah. Um, I just didn't like the. I don't. I don't like the singer. That's interesting. I, li- I like where where he can go with his vocals. Don't get me wrong; he's a great vocalist. Yeah. But I just don't like this the the vocals. That's, is that does that make sense at all? No, it make no, it makes sense because I, I think they're they're not the kind of vocals that you just can't you don't take a stance on. Yeah, like n- no matter what, like, Einar is the se- he's the central uh, spoke around which everything revolves in yeah. in, uh, in Leprous. If you don't like you you either you it's it's kind of like a love or hate thing, right? Yeah. You hear his voice and you have a reaction to it because he's got like. Um, Claudio from Coed in Cambria or like no sorry no uh, not um Coed in Cambria uh is is Claudio Cla- Cla- right Claudio Sanchez and then yeah and then who's uh at the drive-in uh Omar Omar yes or is he the... no he's the guitarist but regardless yes, the, guitarist. the singer, the singer yeah. from at the drive-in or and the Mars Volta they have he Einar is the same he's got this kind of uh waifish like ethereal high-pitched voice like don't get me wrong with a lot of power I, to it as I, well I, I brought this album to the podcast yeah you did because I, I i enjoyed the last album so much yes and somewhere along the line i got sick of his voice well that's cool i don't know how i don't don't know how um yeah maybe it just kind of lingers on the same um buttons yeah too much maybe i mean where where a lot of singers or like certainly in this genre it's again it's progressive metal. I mean, there's there's so much more to it than that, and it's yeah, yeah. it's not it's not as heavy as that would suggest, but it's still metal at the end of the day. Um, and where a lot of singers would, when things get really intense, would sort of resort to the the, the gruff vocal or the harsh vocal. I feel like what Einar does is he just throws in like twenty five more harmonies and up and, and, go, lot, and goes of, up a register. Yeah, a lot of open mouth singing. Yeah, not not falsetto, but just a lot of open mouth singing. Yeah, he, he like the power in his voice comes from just sheer technique yeah I guess. you can come down into a into a, a very guttural kind of yeah high note like i think i think the best example of that is on um uh coma you know yeah. and when when he 
rather than where most you know singing you could imagine doing a massive shriek yeah. at the end of the chorus he he actually does this sort of almost mariah carey moment where he's like oh oh, oh man yeah. you know? and i i love that i think that's amazing it's but a, i could see somebody else a bit thinking, of a pet peeve of mine yeah okay over singing well there like you go that. yeah mariah carrying it i yeah but finger I, in the ear i personally <laughs> think it, I, I just think it works i think it really works for his voice because I think his voice, I think I think there's a certain desperation that enters his, that, yeah. like in the tonality yeah. of his voice when he sings hard. Yeah, I mean. That I love. I just can't listen to that for an album. Yeah. Like set 60, 50 minutes. Mm. Oh, it's, little, it's, yeah, it's a full hour. It's a full hour, yeah. And like his voice can kind of get on me a bit. I don't know why. Yeah. I, um, What what do you think about the music? I, I love it. I really do. I think it's. Yeah. I just I think they've got an incredible like like the brand new album but transplanted into a Norwegian forest or whatever. I think uh, Lepers have an amazing ability to hold back for as long as mm. is you can stand essentially to the, and sometimes, then hit you sometimes in the face. full songs. Oh yeah, sometimes yeah. full songs like 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 the title track Melina is that's all held back. Yeah. And the last track The Long Mile. Yeah. Which is just strings essentially but um I think on tracks like um illuminate yeah and uh and from the flame and there's a few other ones i just the the impact of when the full band come in is so is made so much greater because they have held back yeah you know as opposed you can sometimes i think you can get fatigued and worn down a little bit by little metal bit. music after a while uh yeah you know we don't boys i don't i don't with this 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 stays okay interesting to me throughout it, it, no it's interesting all the way through i didn't mm. i didn't expect them to go certain places, especially at the end. There's some really cool, yeah, cool, cool yeah. turns. The, the, that um, last track, you know what it reminds me of more than anything in the rock sphere? Yeah. That Final Fantasy album we reviewed uh, oh, yeah, a couple yeah. months back. The Chronicles of Saria specifically has a very similar violin uh, bed to The Long Mile by Leprous, which I just... Yeah, I think... Comparison I what, never thought I think, um, it, it, it falls under the kind of... Um, the curse of atmospheric bands like okay. black peaks mm-hmm. that it's 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 very atmospheric mm. but it's it's in, it's within one biodome of an atmosphere no other it doesn't dwell from that one so you feel the same in each song no matter how technically amazing or interesting they can be mm. do you know what i mean no i, I hear it's their mean. sound it's their sound i know it's their sound yeah i don't i don't think it's i don't think that is as much of a detriment that as it is on the black peaks album though like, I, think, I, feel I think like it's a bit worse with this one. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I know. Because I... sometimes, sometimes with Black Peaks, the singer sounds so different mm. in, in, de- in various different parts. Like, if you didn't know one song from the other with Black Peaks, you might assume it's a different vocalist. For this one, I know it's him. Oh, yeah, no, he sounds the same to him. Yeah, but I, yeah. Think it's, I think it's the pacing and the the level of intensity that changes whereas with Black Peaks it almost feels like this treacly atmosphere that's layered over you again and again and again throughout the album and everything's kind of one paced yeah. whereas with this one it's, I, I think it waxes and yeah. wanes in terms of like you've, you've got your title track and the last song which are like so slow and yeah. grinding and then you've got something like Illuminate or mm-hmm. Weight of Disaster or um, uh, Leashes which is just Leashes. like yeah, when that's they pretty cool and stuck as well. The second track, unbelievable. Yeah. That w- when they kick in, they're so immediate, some great, and so engaging. Some really nice syncopation. With yeah. The drums just doing another thing. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, that's that's what I. I mean, I even just I love. I'm such a sucker for this 
um with like dream theater and things when, when the rhythm is so off kilter that you kind of almost have to learn it but then once you've learned it it's so satisfying yeah, to, it's like, a challenge i like, along with like, or whatever. i liked a lot of these songs i'd still probably yeah. le- i want to learn how to appreciate this album a lot more yeah i feel, I feel there's a lot more to give um uh but yeah no uh what was i gonna say about it um it seems like i don't know it just i gotta listen to it a lot more i hear you do you want to know actually sorry yeah. before i uh before I move off, it. just I, I know we, we talked about the production already, but do you want to know what album um, Jens Bogren mixed no? and produced? Yeah. Imperfect by Ling Taste Segure. Oh, shit. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's insane. That's, That's so random. It's just this incredible, we'll have to do that album some week. Yeah, yeah. Um, this incredible Japanese album, but this this guy, and I, I remember thinking that the production was so great on that album, and then it just turns out it's Jens, because the man is a genius. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just I think as well that the, the drumming on this album, like you just mentioned, is unbelievable. Yes. And there's moments where it, it, it just goes on its own way. At some yeah, point. it's like it's like 4K almost. That's what it, how it, it feels. It's, it's so it's well like, mixed. It's, it's like what if you had a phaser on your guitar mm. and instead of the, it following the guitar, it followed the the way the phaser yeah. moves around. Yeah, and one of the drums did that. That there's a song there that has that. Yeah, it's um, I, I I think it's from the flame. Yeah, but there's, it happens Possibly. again. It happens again in um, possibly Mirage as well. It's really cool. Yeah, Mirage is definitely the most because because I think Lepros do get lumped in unfairly with the gent movement sometimes, even though they're they don't really share much in common in terms of sound. But on Mirage, they have that like boom, boom, yeah. that kind of. There's a lot more to give. That twangy guitar, and that's yeah. the only song which really has that like periphery North Lane Tesseract yeah. type sound to it. Yeah. But apart from that, I mean, it's 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 just it's bits of everything, and the guitar, and it's no. not even that heavy. No, it's it's a, it's it's heavy in mm. mindset more than it is heavy in uh, sound. Yes, um, it, yeah, it's a very heavy mindset. Mm. Like uh, there is not an inch of hope to be found uh. <laughs> on any of these songs. That, that that might be a turn off for some people. Perhaps. Yeah. 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 Not, a, not. I counted. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. No. I can't really think of. <laughs> anything although it starts pretty chill bonville or whatever the first yeah yeah that was that was unexpected yeah but again probably not as hopeful maybe as it is just sort of more like nostalgic or wistful or whatever yeah maybe that's my gripe with it yeah maybe that i I imagine a very happy song just at the very end yeah that's a beautiful happy song which i guess it's soothing there's a lot of soothing stuff in this but it's not very hopeful that's fair very apocalyptic it is quite once again yeah the, the the album covers like some dude just walking across a barren landscape and really cool album cover uh it's a great album cover yeah. but yeah maybe, maybe that's that's a good <laughs> representation of the sound of the album but regardless i really loved it hand on heart like thought cool it was amazing, okay so. uh favorite song favorite song oh um, hmm. it's a long album that's the thing um i don't say captive oh captive is great yes captive yeah well yeah what was it what was the thing in captive that i thought was amazing um yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got this great rhythm. It's like dan da let that dan da let that It's almost like a scar symmetry do those yeah. weird off kilter guitar riffs. It's got one of those just brilliant. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know if that was a single, but it was, illuminate. It was illuminate good. was the single. Yeah, which is another great one. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I think I think uh, coma is probably my favorite. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. sure. I I understand that. Um, yeah, coma coma exactly. is great. What would you give this album? <sighs> Dylan, what do you give this album? I've been thinking about this all day. Nine. 
No way, really? Wow, oh, that's it was going to be uh, there. I was thinking ten, but no I'm, I'm going to no, give no, it. A, no. I'm going to give it a nine because there's so many negative points you had agreed on me with. No, I'd be so amazed as to why you'd give it a ten. Or I even think of giving it. Don't a 10. agree with you on your negative points. I really, think it's a phenomenal album. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess personal preference. Yeah, that's really, it. It, uh, there's kind of a flaw in the ranking systems that. <laughs> you can get you can you can hate accents you can hate tones yeah. in people's voices but other people might fall in love with them instantly well that's the reason why it's like every every negative point you would detract for Anna's voice I, I give a plus I think he's got a st- stunning yeah. voice so there you go he has got a stunning voice it's, it's just not my jam but it oh, is yeah. my it, it, the music is my jam though that's 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 yeah. my fallen point that's cool so I give it a 7 yeah I give it a 7 7 awesome low 7 great it's not, not a huge difference um, so that's leprous, uh, spelled I guess like the disease or whatever. L E P or O U S, and the name of the album is Melina. Not as good as the first album, I don't think. This is their fifth album. No, um, it's not as good as the last album. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry. We, yeah. you and I, really only yeah. know Congregation. Um, yeah. I prefer this. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, uh, Melina's the name of the album, and uh, check them out. Their name is Leprous, and they are from Norway. Yeah. Okay. Great. Let's move on. The next album we're going to talk about is by The Bronx, who are from Los Angeles. A bit of a misnomer there. Yeah. Um, and this is their fifth album, which happens to be called The Bronx. The Dr- <laughs> like all of their other albums. Yeah, The Bronx Five. Just to make things easy for us. The saga continues. Um, I'll just kick things off by saying that what they play is a potent mix of classic rock and old school punk. Mm. Dylan, I will let you take it from there. Yeah. Think, think of a lighter black flag. A more a more party centric black flag <laughs> with American with very Americana and influence. A lot of Aerosmith. Uh, maybe not a lot of Aerosmith. And Led Zeppelin. Uh, Guns I'd, Roses. I'd, I'd, I'd say more. I'd say more Led Zepp okay. side of things. Definitely. Okay. Um, a lot more uh, easy, easy going, like short, shorter songs. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like all these songs are pretty short. Yeah. Regardless. Um, but they're all, It's almost like, what if you were you had a more progressive mindset about about old school punk this band does they they like to use a lot of elements mm. in in the way they they write the old school punk rock they don't keep it just black flag no they let a lot of influence in there especially lately like the last album they released was not as heavy so i heard yeah yeah i've really only listened to the bronx 2 and that was only like once yeah so, you know i'm not yeah that was definitely unfiltered punk rock. Yeah. This is definitely filtered with everything they listen to, I guess, which varies from anything from the 70s to early 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Any of the Bruce Springsteen's, <laughs> anything you want. Yeah, there Bruce Springsteen's yeah. in there for sure, especially towards the end. But I, I don't know. It, like, for me, I think neither neither classic rock nor old school punk would be my bag necessarily like mm. as a rule obviously there's always exceptions yeah so i think the start of this album did more or less nothing for me and oh, then it I did see- absolutely everything for me cool it was so fucking in your face i loved it yeah and i know you like punk i know I you do, like punk. i do like yeah. punk i like a punk mindset and i like punk influences and that's mm. why i think there's some great stuff especially towards the middle of this album mm-hmm. but um the the tail ends of it just for me were too yeah. I found that mix of of classic rock, like kind of, like you said, that sort of late seventies, early eighties sound mixed with um, a punk mindset. I just, I it doesn't doesn't do it for me necessarily. But 
mm-hmm. you know we can finally discuss so you yeah. Night Drop at the Glue Factory you're a big fan yeah yeah fairly so um, okay I mean there's a there's there's a connection to be made with that definitely mm-hmm. um, but I think this band stands out in that mm. they can be very aggressive but also have a lot of melody to these songs yeah that's fair like they can be fully even the first song is fully driving and mm. it, it still has a very clear melody which which they've learned to do they, they were never they weren't always that yeah your man the they, they, singer good they, well they follow they follow kind of the template against me kind of okay. took as they got older yeah kind of stood away from that that um single minded mm. kind of take at punk rock just to do punk rock yeah, I think against sense. me are a more. I think against me have been more successful this in the combo, but this. Uh, but they've I'd been, say the Bronx are more successful. But the successful. Bronx were never were a straight up punk band. I don't think they they've always blended in those uh, rock and roll yeah. elements, right from the very start. I thought yeah. that was kind of the whole appeal. Uh, kind of. I, I think that started more around the Bronx three. Oh, okay. I think the first two were very much balls out, just like hardcore punk. Yeah. Yeah. The. Um, I mean, the vocalist has always been the same. See, here's so the, yeah, he 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 always has the melody. My issue and, and, with this album is partly to do with the partly to do with the um, it's kind of a three pronged attack. It's like part of it is the production job, which I think is requires you to play it louder. Is too indie rock for me for the most part. I, I, I feel like it's it, it. I I like I've said I've said many times before. I hate that effect that is put on harsh singers vocals where it sounds like it's coming out of a megaphone or whatever and he has that for most of this album because I think it's fine I think it it's, it's part in the package yeah it just annoys me because I, uh. I think it reduces the quality without adding anything but that's just me I think I think the guitars are too buzzy they're real buzzy and fuzzy and tinny which again oh, is, is, is a sound it, it is it's very tinny yeah it's a it's the sound he's looking for it's, and a, bo- it's, it's a boxing match yeah. in a tin can yeah it's explosive it's a very it's, it's very explosively wiry with the guitars, yeah, wire is a good way to describe yeah. them. And then the other thing is, I, uh, it's it's just it's when that balance is too far, like as it is on the first three tracks, and towards the end, it's when the balance just swings a little bit too far in favor of the classic rock stuff. Like for example, uh, well, that's you're just not a classic rock fan. No, I'm not. Yeah, that's the thing, and I'm not too much either. But I like it when it's in this when stuff. it's sprinkled into other stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think fill the tanks which is the one where he's like he's talking about the end it's the end of the line and are you gonna live or are you gonna die I think that song is great because it's just it's just unbridled aggression yeah straight up that's like the most punk thing on the album it's I would so say good. Sore Throat is more punk rock than that more, blue, I would more say, blues punk I think Sore Throat is more desert rock or something it's got like a Queens of the Stone Age kind of mm. bounce to it yeah. like I hear what you're saying but you know, and it's 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 a, it's a still a good song, yeah, but I, yeah. I don't see that as like more straight up punk. I get where you're coming from. Um, but do you want to know what other albums this guy's produced? The Rob Sh- Rob uh, yeah. Schnapp, Go on. the guy who produces Cody by Joyce Manor. Did you listen to that one? Uh, I know Joyce Manor. Yeah, it was one of my favorite albums of last year. Real like just basically jangle indie yeah. kind of. But the best thing about sorry, but yeah, uh, the best thing about the Bronx is they always go for. Yeah. A different production style for each of the albums. Yeah. Like the last one was more radio friendly, wall of sound. Okay. I would say a lot more maybe calm, yeah. straightforward songs. This is this is more close to their usual stuff mixed with that. Well this So this is the best of both for the me. The thing this most reminds me of, um and it's come from this band's longtime producer, is The Vines. Yeah. 
who I have limited time for. Okay. But um, I but you know I think what the vines do is they mix classic rock and grunge and this yeah. these are a band that mix classic rock and punk. Yeah. Um you ever listen to Riverboat Gamblers? Okay. Mm-hmm. They're very much like this. Is that another wig side project? No, no, God no. No. It's not. It's very, very punk rock. I think it's an amalgamation of a lot of punk rock's most famous. Oh really? Yeah. Cool. So this follows that pretty well. It's 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 very Los Angeles in current times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where I it's hear you. all they're always following their roots yeah do you know like what i did like yeah. in terms of the the more bombastic stuff was yeah. i think channel islands is great yeah that song where he's just talking about like getting older and becoming a sellout or whatever i think that that's done really really well that's yeah, where like it works that. for me yeah i like that it's like it's this is kind of what i want from yeah a, another king album does that uh, yeah. make sense no I, I don't i don't think they're a million miles apart for sure no um, I don't think they're a million miles apart Not but again it's like Other Kim wouldn't have as much of the punk yeah. side of things and, and it's it's, it's a different it's a different blend but yeah I hear what you're saying yeah definitely um, so that's really it yeah I don't know I, it all kind of washes over me a little bit yeah. uh, part of it's the production job part of it might be a little bit the songwriting but I don't think I was ever destined to be a Bronx yeah. fan unfortunately you just have to be in a hurry in your car and turn this on and it will click It'll absolutely click. I've listened to it a lot of times. Right? I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just something about them from day one. I've tried the Browns before. It's just... Yeah, that's a shame. It's... I don't know what it is. It's like a, it's like a mental block. Yeah. There's things I like on this album for sure, but it's not It's not a home run for me at all. Is it a home run for you? Do you think... Is it the best Brock's album? It's, it's very close to being the best and a home run. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a few songs which are a bit of a skip. Mm-hmm. Maybe the last few. There's a couple in the last few. Yeah... But the last song I think is is very Springsteen-y. Yeah. Um, King Size, which, yeah. For the most part, I like this. Okay. 80% of it clicks very hard. Cool. Um, I think it's just the best mix of what they've done throughout the five albums. Mm. Which is really cool. Um, I'm glad they haven't gone further into the mainstream, which they could have done because the last one was very much that. Mm. Um, I'm glad they've kind of gone back and put more more balls on the... <laughs> washing on the dishes as yeah. it were well like you said I mean like you were saying with Leprous the the singer here Matt uh, he does great on me after a while and I think if if you have that effect with a singer I don't think the singer album, I don't think the singer grates yeah no for me he does for me just for me he yeah. does I think he's got what that guy from Fucked Up has but just oh, yeah but like but whereas with Fucked Up I think the yeah. more the yeah. more it sounds like that guy's ripping his vocal cords the more I like it whereas here I it just this is, this is more clutch yeah, like, I think. another um, band I don't. But know. not, but not as, but not as country, not as not as country blues. I don't think. Yeah, this is very, this is very much Henry Rollins. Right, if Henry right, Rollins could right, sing right, right, right. more mel- melodically. Yeah, I, it's, it's in that zone. It's in that zone of like punk hardcore vocal where he he's singing seventy five percent of the time and he's kind of yelling twenty five percent of the time. Yeah. Um, which is fine, and it's a totally legitimate way to do vocals. In a yeah, Laura, Laura Jane does that a lot uh, yeah. live, more than when studio wise. Laura Jane is unbelievable. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's just again. That's I'm just trying to like maybe try and explain a little bit what yeah, you know. I it, can it, the voice didn't so click for me so it's much. Okay. So. It's okay. <laughs> it's alright. Okay. It's alright. We're like trying to commiserate it all here. All out. <laughs> you'll, you'll soon appreciate all this stuff <laughs> somehow. Let it sink in. Somehow, let it sink in. If you're around me long enough. All right, give me give me your favorite song. Oh, favorite song. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry. Before I before yeah, I, we oh, get yeah. on to that, finishing words. Mm-hmm. Like a hurricane by Neil Young. Do you yeah. know this song? Yes. 
it is literally the verse for side effects. It's pretty close. I had to be. The, pretty the men, close. I mean, it ha- like if it's if it's not an homage to Neil Young, it it it's just straight up uh, theft. <laughs> I'd like to think we'll that go, it's we'll probably go, an an homage in some way. We'll go back because there's a lot of bands who have actually stolen stuff. Yeah, even Kopeck straight out had a chorus that was din 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 din. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. I sorry, but I had to, I had to but mention yeah. that because, like, all respect to Neil Young, he's a fantastic melody writer. But Some, sometimes it goes completely over the artist's head. Yeah, I think sometimes it's, it does. It's, yeah, sometimes it does. I I'm not sure how which way it goes. There's a lot one, of songs out there. I couldn't I couldn't listen to this song without just humming like a hurricane to myself. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Favorite song. Go ahead. Favorite song. Uh, probably probably side effects. Oh, mixed, it is side effects. Okay. Yeah, mixed with. Nitro of the glue factory which is so, <laughs> so balls out like yeah like you know you'll really love this album if the first song gets you almost instantly mm. yeah uh, it's a quick album it's a quick album it's, well. yeah it's in and out it's, it's one and done uh, I like I like Fill the Tanks cool that's nice. probably like the only one that I like would go back to legitimately like love from start to finish I think okay. it's a great song okay, okay cool um, that is The Bronx 5 uh, Dylan, what are, what are you what are you giving out of ten? I'm going to give it a nine. Uh, nine, yeah, I'm going to give it a what? nine. Yeah, it's one of the best things they've done in a long while. Great, I think like five six years. So yeah, it's been a while. Cool. Yeah, over five. Five. Uh, okay, let's move okay, good, on. Good. <laughs> I, a... I won't have to kill you after this <laughs> yeah, yeah, mic yeah. drops on your on your school. <laughs> Cut copy, everybody. Okay, let's. This talk... is a weird one for me. Yeah, let's talk about a band from Melbourne. Cut copy. We always get a band like this, don't we? Yeah, there's always Every one week. in the mix. It was we were going to do thumpers, we just yeah. didn't have time, so we're doing cut copy instead. Okay. Um, the reason I brought these guys to the show is because uh, they had an album out in 2008. Um, I believe it's called uh, light, light and color, or something like, that, or in yes. in living color. I, I know, I know, that's, I know <laughs> yes, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the name of the band we did a few weeks ago. But it's something along those lines. And um, for whatever reason, I got my hands on it, and it's it's truly fantastic. I mean, it's like a, it's like a start to finish, ten out of ten, unbelievable album that yes. just. In Ghost Colors, excuse me, is the name of the album. Mm-hmm. In Ghost Colors. So that that album is coming up on ten years old now, and um, and it has that sort of big thinking uh, work one single work of art feel that maybe a junk by MD3 does or a random access memories by Daft Punk does or a science fiction by Brand New does it had that feel of mm-hmm. a start to finish yeah. piece of art and I guess I, I like that album so much that I never really took a risk on anything else that they did yeah. um, but here we are three albums later uh, in 2017 with their new album Haiku from Zero when I saw it when I saw it come up on my you know list of new releases, I said we need to have a listen to that and properly give it some time. Yeah, because they are a band that I know are capable of creating fantastic music. What they do is sort of in it's uh, indie tronica. I think is a good start jumping off point. They mm. mix um, glossy nineteen eighties melodies and synth pop yeah. with um, more modern electronica sensibilities and uh, a kind of a. Tame Impala, War on Drugsy style singer songwriter vibe. So there yeah. you go. That's 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 what they do. Generally speaking, yeah. yeah. Uh, was this your first encounter with Cut it Copy? Was, it was my first. It was cool. It was a curious little encounter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a lot different from um, the other stuff this week and the yeah. stuff we normally do. So but more in the vein of like everything, everything. Almost. Yeah, they come from that world. They come from the world of indie for sure. More radio acceptable than everything. Mm. But yes, yes, it was very. But nice. still difficult, you know. Difficult, yeah. In in parts, you know, they 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 touch on those 
soaring stadium sized melodies but there's always this a real kind of socially awkward sense to the whole all the proceedings I find I like that yeah me too. I, it, it seemed very kind of um less I don't know less more major labely mm. than you would expect from a band with this production yeah this kind of album yeah to come up, to come up with yeah because just home homegrown if you get what I mean right yeah and they're all produ- like they're you know they're DJs and producers as well as uh acoustic instrumentalists so they would yeah. generally speaking can you explain the sound yeah first, first off the, it's it kind of comes from a place I think of worship for that that sort of both the original wave of 80s pop like the Pet Shop Boys and oh, Depeche Pet Mode and Kraftwerk and the Human League but then also the movement of bands that worshipped those bands like you know you got like Hot Chip Daft Punk mm. uh, Friendly Fires um, M83 MGMT those L- even a little bit of LCD Sound System actually yeah you know any any band that has tried to blend the, the, the nostalgia for the 1980s with a more modern sound yeah they all came from this source which I is think so the Depeche Mode source I think yeah but I think what sets Kokopi apart is their ear for these anthemic melodies mm. and also the way that they can blend the synthesizers and the guitars and your man's voice which yeah. Tony I think is his name great, um, great vocalist Actually. I actually don't know his name, sorry, but it's probably not Tony. But <laughs> but he's just got a yeah. It's just a really it's a really unique. It's just it's, a unique voice. Yeah, Le- I would say it's Lennon esque actually. Yeah, yeah. He, he very much creates it like writes like he would an instrument with his voice. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I, I say a lot of these songs were built upon his voice. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it seems like that. Yeah. yeah, and they and he does and and what he what he brings to this album that he's never done before is an almost like Anthony Kiedis. Mm. Um, style sloganeering like there's one song where he kind of does that like you know in Danny California where it's like skate park mean land that yeah. that like he does that a little bit list of things that mean everything to me but none to you all yeah it's well yeah, of, yeah. Oh, yeah everyone knows Danny California yeah but it's it's that kind of Oreo do that like pump 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 it up you know yeah, yeah. Li- little uh, little things that sound almost like they're from a 90s rave track or something he'll, yeah. just, he'll just throw them into the mix as an aside yeah like the way vocalists used to be almost MCs and the way they yeah even even just non-R&B yeah vocalists used to just be like that yeah and, the, yeah. and their background is in using samples and samplers which yeah. is why the vo- the vocals will sometimes be like a singer-songwriter heartfelt vocal and then other times they'll be like more like samples yeah um, but you know actually what I've been trying to find out is um, mm. the the guest singer on Airborne oh uh, who who does that? Um, who does that gorgeous soaring vocal in the course? Of, I think Airborne is fantastic. Yeah, it, it's it, one of my favorites actually. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, when it clicked. Yeah, really. And and it's and it's it's they've they've added in those chic those Nile Rogers style yeah. guitars. Yeah, um, a lot more to this album than they ever have before. Yeah, and I think that's where it all really works and mixes well in that track. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I think they're finding their footing until that point. Mm. Maybe. I don't, I don't know if they write like that. They've been doing it for a bit, right? Yeah, they've been... Okay. I mean, they've been playing together since... Actually, for a very long time. They've been playing together yeah. since 2001. Yeah. But as I say, their first album didn't come out until okay. uh, 06. I feel the sound... I feel the sound they're trying to set up leads to that point. Mm. And then they start doing a lot of different stuff. Okay. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah, um, I hear you. When, when they get really experimental. 
with all the samples as you were talking about yeah yeah and then throwing in like just just little references to maybe like like this is a phil collins synth or like there's a <laughs> phil, oh my god there's the, a craftwork synth the, fucking there's phil, a, the phil collins on this yeah 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 nuts. especially no fixed destination yes that was lovely actually. it's <laughs> it's really good it just sticks in your head yeah um but i i love uh i just think airborne is a great is a great little sort of summery yeah. breezy funk yeah. indie anthem it'll bring the summer back that song yeah. i'd say it's not too late <laughs> but i mean did you uh, did you enjoy it or were yeah, you just kind yeah. of consuming it I was, uh, for the first first listen i was consuming it mm-hmm. because i wanted to do that i, I do that in a hurry mm. most times earlier on in the week and then i realize halfway through that there's a lot more to give yeah yeah than just a tribute to 80s right like i don't i don't think this is at quite the level of genius that in ghost colors was as a complete body of work yeah but i still think that there it is has a, a lot there is a give. genius they still have yeah of making it unique compared to uh contemporaries i guess that yeah. they deal with like it's not it's not Bigly. in the landfill by any stretch of the imagination no, um and it's one it's one that does continue to give back the more you listen to it because it's not immediate it's yeah. not in your face but yeah. It rewards a careful, attentive listen. Yeah, because there's little, there's little, there's little hidden secrets and Easter eggs in yeah. nearly every song that you can just. If there you, are. If you're there listening are. for them, they're there. Yeah, which I love. No, this is this had a lot of surprises to give. Yeah, I did not expect this. <laughs> I would say that. I wouldn't have expected it from the land down under, but here we are. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. I did not, I did not know that. Um. Yeah. So short and sweet, I suppose. But you know, if if you if you like yourself uh, some eighties worship and like us you weren't impressed by the lcd sound system album a couple weeks ago this will replace that whole oh yeah easily easily this is what arcade fire should have been yeah yeah, as well oh yeah this kind of stuff definitely these guys are doing it right it's it's another good album from cook copy so um if you like if you like the sound of that if you like poppy 80s synthesizers mixed with some lovely guitars great vocals check their old stuff yeah in ghost colors give that a spin yeah okay favorite song favorite song Mm. that's a tough one um, I'd say the first song. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Good. I think not initially, but yes. It Yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good way to start. Um, start. What's that called again? Uh, standing in the Middle of the Field. Standing in the Middle of the Field, yeah. yeah. I love uh, Airborne, as I said before, is, yeah. is wonderful. And it was the first single. It's a close it's second. Just, it's great. Okay, cool. Uh, so the next album we're going to talk about uh, is our final new release, I guess, yeah. for this week. Um, it's by a band from New Jersey called Prawn. Prawn. As in the, the mollusk or... Yeah, as in the... Crustacean? The, the, yes, the shellfish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about that word? <laughs> <laughs> and um, the name of the album is Run, and it's got a lovely picture of a dog in the Yeah. Front. <laughs> I love I love albums with dogs on the front. You should too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. is it fair to say that Prawn are just a big old '90s emo band? I think they have a bit more to give than that. Yeah, but like it on is- the surface of it, if you if like if you like uh, pavement and American yeah. football, I mean, if if you just pay ten- if you just paid attention to the vocalist, you'd think in a very shallow way, yes. Hmm. But then you listen to just the ingenuity mm. of the guitar play. Like, oh Dylan. My, yes. We didn't give Kokopi a score. Oh, well, shit. What do you give it? Eight. Six. 
Okay, now we can go back to Braun. Yeah. I'm glad that was better than the Bronx. That's great. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, we're messing with the format here, and I'm not sure if I like it. Prawn, sorry. If you like this, vo- if you think about his voice, you might you might think it's maybe a bit more derivative. But then when you listen, a to garage the- band. Yeah, 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 yeah. But some of it seems intentional. Mm. Um, intentionally bad, I would say. Oh, really? Yeah. Like off kilter stuff. It doesn't seem maybe maybe a little forced, okay. But it just seems, I I don't know. That could just be his personality. Well, I think I think voice. this. I mean, within the Midwest emo or you know post post hardcore yeah. scene, like there is a tradition of ironic vocals. Yeah, and I think really you know, seem he, really seem that he does bring that to the table, um, in a similar way that Stephen Malcolmus does from Pavement. But I think he's actually a better singer. Yeah. Than the or, singer from or, Pavement. Or very early uh, Afghan wigs. Yeah, early like, Afghan wigs like is that, in yeah. there. Um, I mean, in terms of like the sound, you've you've got Arches of Loaf, Promise Ring, Sorority, no- like more modern bands like Sorority Noise and mm-hmm. Modern Baseball. Um, the the guitar point sounds as delicate and powerful as fucking a perfect circle at points. Yeah, with its delicate interplay. Like, there's yes. a lot of quiet moments which are very much like that. Are you thinking specifically of North Links, which I think is the third track? Because that it's some of the later songs actually as well. Yeah, because I think North Links has a sound that's almost totally different from the rest of the album. Yeah, um, and it really reminds me. Obviously, they've never heard this band because they're just a random Irish. They're from Kildare, I think. But yeah. Black Soul Strangers was um, a band yeah. that, that was around for a couple of years. And okay, it's uncanny actually. The guitar, the the sort of uh, the trebly high pitched build up of the guitar at the start of the song is it, it's Black yeah, and, and very over. audible like that not yeah. like shoegaze or anything this is no. just crystal clear and it's a lot more heavy without being full on distortion mm. if you get what I mean yeah it, it, yeah. It, the it, riffs it, are very he, he hits the guitar yeah. like he, he, he lends a lot of power in that respect yeah. to the riffage yeah but I, I think I think it does sit in with much better with the pavements of the world than the yes. sunny day real estates of the oh, world. Oh yeah, like this, you know, for all of the emotional uh, shades and colors there are in the music, I do think that, like for the most part, it is your happy, jangly, um, easygoing. It is side of 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 that genre than the more stompy, slow, mm-hmm. uh, emotionally weighty yeah. uh, stuff. That's but, but- that's my take on it anyway. yeah but this does have that as well at, it has a very at small points when it's needed yeah, yeah exactly yeah which is the best part it's like this music ha- seems to have a lot of control mm. but it's deceiving in that way because the vocals aren't very don't seem that you know you know what i mean yeah well he's got a versatile vocal yeah. as well i think he, he does can, he does he can really let rip when he needs to but he, he reigns it in most of the time yeah like he he let like an off note roar. I mean, like oh, that was intentional. Okay. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and he's able to pull out that almost the kind of zany humor of like a pup. Yeah, but but it doesn't overwhelm the album like I think it does with "The Dream Is Over" by Pup. I think like that album is too wacky. Whereas Possibly. here he pulls, he's able to draw from all of these different strands of yeah. kind of nineties guitar and, and, music, and, and the vocals seem very well buried within the guitar. Mm. Like the, uh, it's all the same level yeah if you know what I mean and that, that, um, that's sort that's of a good. characteristic that of that work. era as well yeah it does work for it very well I yeah. think um, and there are a few moments like I love that you know that bit in Greyhound where he, there's like 
you know, it 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 it, uh, it sort of differs from the the template of nineties emo. Where yeah. It's like you know that your dogs went free. That that kind of section. It's like it's like two minutes of just that repeated line with the build up. Mo- you know, the musical yeah. build up, build up, build up, and that's something that you don't associate with them. Um, with the midwest sound i guess which mm. you know it's they're not afraid to experiment no they do a lot of it and that's what saves this from being what it could be easily. one note yeah saves it from being one note yeah i mean you've even got like a sort of a coldplay influence track towards the end oh yeah but it works it really works yeah. you know so it does. um i'm a sucker for this stuff oh yeah i knew you would be mm. <laughs> i am i am i'm growing to it yeah because it's easy it's easy listening and it's very much stuff i would have grown up listening to yeah kind of casually like lighter smashing pumpkins okay that kind of stuff it's 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 it sounds mixed, mixed with like the pixies and early yeah. light rem like like it, it's all in there somewhere yeah i mean i i went through a phase of being completely and totally obsessed with any band that sounded remotely like this about three years ago yeah. and so i feel like i've got a wealth of bands that sound very like there's a band called uh Desperate Cheetos who yeah. sound very well, the, much well, the like van, the bands that all sound similar are from that stuff I just mentioned yeah they are very That's derivative of that and even Prawn I mean Prawn were part of my obsession I, I had their first album on repeat for yeah. a couple months I you yeah. know, so they well, were on my okay. radar have um, they come far since then? and they have this this album is a much lusher more lush production job yeah. oh, and it's a much definitely. less straightforward their first album is quite quite straightforward mm-hmm. um, this Isn't has a lot more certainly not this yeah. one yeah Twists and Turns yeah a lot of stuff to come back to. Like mm. I was very, I kept my ear out constantly. Yeah, which is not what the other sorry the other Kin album gave me. It didn't give me that. Okay, like I was always very attentive. Yeah, no, for, I mean, like what I would say is I do think towards the like three quarters way through point, it does. I don't know whether it's the production or it's the songwriting, but it, it sort of starts to mush together a little bit, and then and then at the end it it separates out again. So, but that's yeah. again, I probably just need to listen to it a bit more. Yeah. Good, like three or four spins. Yeah, nothing too disingenuous, um, feeling wise. It all, it all is very cohesive. Um, you can get through it in one listen. Mm. I think I, I much prefer getting through it in one listen. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. It's not, it's not, it's not too long. It's, um, it's a good emo album. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Post hardcore jangle guitar. It's great. Yeah. It's really, really good. I love it. With some, with some really nice lyrical flourishes yeah. as well. This is a lovely surprise. Yeah, it was good. Out of nowhere as well. Absolutely. Give it a, give it a, give it a favorite song. Uh, favorite song? Oh, fuck. Um, Greyhound's good. Greyhound's really good. I'm with you on Greyhound. I think it's yeah. brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Good. Um, and and for uh, score out of ten. Uh, seven. Cool. A good seven. A really good seven. Good seven. Uh, I will. I'll back you. I'll okay. back you. I'll give it a really good seven also. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, fantastic. We're finally on the same page. Oh, God, yeah. And it is with that mindset that we are going to attempt to discuss <laughs> Liba ist vor Alida. Oh, yeah. Warning. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the 2009 and, believe it or not, most recent album by the German legends Rammstein. Mm, they, tore, they toured on this album for a while. And continue to do so? Um, I think they're just doing kind of everything nowadays. Okay. Like what they do live, it's very hard to change the set. Yeah. Because they have certain elements. Okay. And if you don't know Ramstein, they're very theatrical in a German sense. Yeah. Like, um, not uh, in in the most artistically offensive way they can be. Mm-hmm. Like they have everything from serial killer cooks 
and chefs on stage to like angel wings sprouting flames and oh, like, wow. guitar- guitarists with like flamethrowers at like flamethrower helmets <laughs> at, like cages so whenever they speak flames go forward um that's guitars that light on fire yeah and um yeah if you if you get that from the music right it's, it's poetic you can hear the you can hear the pyro on certain yeah, songs it's very, yeah it's very it's very um very pulp no not 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 the band pulp but very pulp in the oh, in the movie right. sense like pulp fiction yes yes yeah yes. Yeah, 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 yeah no like, yeah it's it's pulpy it, it is like, and i think it's um fairy tale yeah horror there's a lot of that yeah there is this uh, yeah there's yeah. a lot of uh slasher like yeah. s- like that sort yeah. of b movie quality yeah. to a lot of it so yeah so rammstein come yeah. from the neu deutsche hörte yeah. scene which is like this um new german industrial yeah. new metal alternative metal mm-hmm. goth uh electronica yeah. it, it's all sort yeah. of mi- mixed into a really into a hyper masculine hyper violent yeah. soup hetero don't trust me i'm probably not gay kind of atmosphere because right yeah, yeah yeah yeah. even though they did have an album cover that had them like topless and very oily yeah the flower behind them it was very weird that was their first one right yes probably yeah. it was very odd but yeah they're they're very misunderstood as a band i mean St- and still are even though they're huge now yeah they've played madison square oh yeah they're massive yeah. i mean they like their albums go number one in yeah. well, like upwards of a dozen like they European started countries. out in America and they came back in Germany. Oh, no, they they became big in Germany, yeah, really big. Okay, then they went to America. No one knew a thing about them, yeah. So they have to redo that after. Well, I mean, for a, a band that sings almost entirely in German, and this is quite late in their career, they had to yeah. go to America to yeah. redo everything. I think that's that's a massive wall to have to break through, yeah, um, commercially. And I think Ramstein have done it. I think Ramstein is a household na- household name. Yes. Not even though not necessarily everyone will have will know any Ramstein songs. Like I personally wouldn't have been able to sing you anything yeah. Ram, that Ramstein, but I, but I at least knew of them. Yes, but when they came to America, there were bands that were so influenced by them. Yeah, like once they went back to Germany, those bands were still doing the kind of Neue Deutsche Harte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, style in yes. America, and they have opened for them before. I can't remember the band. What would be the what would be an American band that most closely um, resembles Hans, would... Hansel and Gretel? Oh, okay, they're very kind of like inspired by really? German German heavy industrial stuff I hear a little bit of uh, Nine Inch Nails from time to time on this oh yeah Sam- In- the sampling is totally that yeah that's like, what I um, mean yeah Flake is the synthesizer guy oh, and yeah. the great thing about Ramstein is that they're all such explosive personalities all of them mm. like even the two guitarists sometimes doing the same rhythm at the same time in a lot of the role stuff still very different people yeah like, they, I mean musically speaking it's not super challenging like the, here's my thing with Ramstein it's like when they get because because the musical canvas generally speaking yeah. is pretty it's usually pretty straightforward it's usually like a big meaty thick yeah. pummeling guitar riff and then you might get some like synthesizers or some yeah. brass or some strings on top right yeah that used to be the case before this album hit okay this album I think has a good bit more to give okay yeah. so well if this album is yeah. as complicated as Ramstein gets then it's you know, by most standards, it's not. So yeah. what I'm saying is, I think yeah, when yeah. that, wor- like on uh, Ramlid, the first song, mm-hmm. or um, Ik Tu Dirve, the second song. Ramlid's old school Ramstein. Yeah. I guess. Right. Kind of, yeah. But when but when it works, when the chemistry is just right between the pretty simplistic musical canvas and 
Till's vocal, which yeah. again, if once you hear, like, it couldn't be anything else other than Rammstein. You know, yeah. You know, if, if there's a guy going in German, it's yeah. Rammstein, right? Yeah. That, I, I mean, like, bands from Germany, <laughs> you can, like, Oomph and, um, and, uh, Eisbrecher. Eisbrecher. Yeah. Um, all, all derivative of Rammstein. Yeah. It all came from the deep, but it's baritone Amer- uh, German vocals. Or even, De- or even Death Stars as well. Yes. But I feel like Tail still has such a unique voice yeah. that yes. you can always tell it's Rammstein. When it works, it really works. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But when it doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me at all. But that's the thing. Uh, what, what do you mean? Like when his vocals don't sound too great? Well, first of all, when, his, when, he's, doing, when he's doing his weird, uh, like I'm your creepy granddad telling you a bedtime story the voice. Whispering. The whispering. The story. Like, that doesn't do it for me at all. That's kind of weird spoken word stuff. Yeah. Or when he's uh, yeah. doing a kind of a faux, like I, I think he can sound great and really emotional uh, on certain songs like yeah. um, Libes Ferrada. I think he sounds fantastic. But on, um, on a, what's it called? Fooning in Paris or something? Fooling, uh, sp- spring in Paris. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I, I don't I don't really get it like it's it's the theatrical element that I doesn't think really, I don't get no no it's not I don't think it's theatrical with fooling I think it's I think it's very heartfelt drama which where he's like singing, where he's like singing all like Junior Regretrian and he's sort of doing like Edith Piaf but he's doing it in like a Rammstein way like they've had stuff like that but this yeah. seems like something he would have written in his room on his acoustic guitar but given a grand Rammstein scope yeah like it seems like a lot of this is Till's personal work more than the other songs. Okay. More than the other is the back catalogue. Mm. This album is is very theatrical, but there is a lot of personal in there as well at parts. Personal and political. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I definitely yeah, hear definitely. that as well. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. But I think, but just to say, I, I don't think it, per, for me, it doesn't work at all on Fernie in Paris, but it does really work on Rodasan, the last song. But I, I, I love, I love some of the musical in, Intrinsic, 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 yeah. yeah, in um, in Fruling, like later on, okay, like, like the way the, the end, s- it ends much better, like than the, the way the synth solo, synth solo, yeah, mixes with the lead guitar. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. they. That's that's some of the stuff they do really well on this. Okay, is uh, the interplay between those two. And is this is this their poppiest album? Is that it's the like, most single beta album? Single I'd, beta, I'd yeah, say, yeah. yeah, yeah. I suppose then we have to talk about Pussy. That was the first one. Find it on Pornhub, Dylan. It's so good. You gotta see it live. You gotta see it live. He comes out on a giant dick cannon that shoots foam across everybody. <laughs> it's, it's it's so jarring to it's, listen it's to. It's so hilariously stupid, and you can tell he's making fun of it vocally as well. Yeah, he's not singing great as well. Yeah, um, because he quite infamously doesn't doesn't like singing English. Like yeah, it, he's he's poking fun. It's weird. It's because like, it, um, like it's like in, in, in the be, song America. There's, yeah. there's it, it's kind of like a callback to that. It's weird. Like I don't, I don't, I certainly don't hate the musical, the music bed in it. Like I, I quite like the music to Pussy, yeah. but and I know that they're trying to make a sort of, yeah. they're trying to make a point about. Is it like German? I, is it the guess, prostitution I, in Germany or something? I guess they are, but like. It's a lot of fun as it's well. It's too wacky for it's, me. It's a lot of fun as well. The the chorus is literally he goes like, "You have a pussy, I have a dicka." So what's the problem? So what's the problem? <laughs> it's like it's this it's this let's real. It's it's such a let's do it quick. It's it's such a non. It's it, it's totally a way to get the crowd to loosen up as well. You know what it you know what it is to, to yeah. me. It's like Eurovision humor. That's what it is like to me. But I like bit. the music, so I can kind of overlook yeah. the. Weird I mean, I've lyrics. never been so fond of German humor. I've always thought German people don't have the best humor 
and I know I know German people, so I can say that. I, like, and they, yeah, no, they've no, admitted that we have they have not the best sense of humor. It depends. I think I think Germans are great at wordplay, which is why sometimes yeah. I I almost feel like pussy was like a. It feels like well, it's there's a, a good bit of there's some cool elements in it. No, there is musically, wise. but I think wordplay. I no, I some, think I some think good some good wordplay. I think. I, I think I think it's like Rammstein. I know it's a joke within a joke within a joke because they're they're kind of taking the piss out of Americans who would feel really smart for understanding lyrics mm. like "I put my bratwurst in your sauerkraut" and all the rest of it. Yes. But I still, for me, it doesn't like I just I just find the whole thing a little bit distasteful. <laughs> but anyway, aside from that, sorry, I had to, I had to talk about Pussy because yeah. it just it's such a weird yeah. song. The but, video um, is even weirder. Yeah, it's, it like, had, it's like a um, porno basically. Isn't yeah, it? and yeah. the sex acts that are there. Yeah, are filmed as if to suggest make it seem like the singers or the the, the bandmates fucking, but it's not. Yeah, it's just some other guy slung. <laughs> it's, so strange. it's genius. I thought as the first single. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> on that's, por- that's, find it on porno. That's it was, all you need. It was clever. Just to, to before I finish up on my negative points, I think I think um, Highfish is just very oompa loompa, and I disagree. Yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't I, do it I for think me at it all. is awesome. It, it's one of the best parts of the live really films as well yeah because you know that bit where um it stops mm-hmm. kind of it kind of goes to doom it gets very bluesy yeah it's very very like mm-hmm. it's it's very much that isn't it it's, yeah i don't know i i don't i just i just i yeah i think it's a little bit too like a it's very kind of wit there's like a lot a, of, it's like a march or something it's like yeah, no there's a lot of that um i i think it, it follows under like it with the kind of these songs I listen to while sailing. Yeah, but Issue I think it is... It has that. Nails it. Like, that's my... Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs I've heard all year. Yeah. I think it's unbelievable. Highfish has a kind of dancey swagger to it. it yeah. It, 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 there's very German... Sensi- Highfish is like... There's very is, German sensibilities to it. You know what it's... Uh, it's, it's, it's like, it's like yeah. the... Um, a chorus line almost. You know, like, what do you yeah. call that? With people, the dance... Oh, God, I can't You know remember. that dance where you, like, put your leg up in the yeah. air? That's kind of what it's like, actually. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of a... There's a ball... There's a slow ball and <laughs> swagger to it, and it, yeah. I think it's really cool. A, um, lion kick? Is that what it's called? Maybe. Anyway. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's, that's yeah. it. I mean, apart from that, I, I, I think it's I, very enjoyable. What I will say is that I think um, there was... I, I do think you can skip the special edition version. N- not... Well... There are bits, like um, Halt is from the special edition. I think that should have been on the album. See, and and Donada Kinder is also special. I'm not a huge fan of Donada Kinder. Halt, I think, is a good is a good chorus. But again, in the mm. verse, it's just that weird, I'm a creepy granddad from Germany, spoken word. Which doesn't, again, doesn't really... And, I, and, then, and then it's like 15 yeah. minutes of Road to Sand, an alternative version, then another song, which is the same melody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think... Lisa or whatever. Lisa was too good. I don't... Uh, but I thought Halt and Donald Kinder should have been on the album. Debatable, but regardless, yeah. I mean, taken as a, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that overall. I think if if I was to include yeah. the whole extended special edition package, mm-hmm. I'd say it's patchy. But if it's just the what came out in two thousand and nine, the standard edition, I'd say it's solid. Yeah, solid. And this is coming from a guy who does no yeah. Rammstein background. Or much of a German music background to begin. No, with. not at all. But there are sensibilities that are exclusive. To German music, yeah, that are in this, there are yeah. like Highfish puzzled you for that sense. Very puzzled, yeah, I was yeah. quite puzzled. Yeah, but then you but can hear the sense. influence from like you can hear there's some Nightwish in there, uh, and there's some craft, there's some Kraftwerk in oh, there's there. A lot there's of some, you know, they were close to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's other you know there's other European 
influences in the mix mm. there as well. But they obviously have their own thing going on. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate you bringing it to the uh, yeah to the podcast because it's it's something different. Yeah, I mean, like it it started a genre, and this is them keeping it fresh. Way farther down the line, mm. they've like since they've done so much mm. within. I've, 97 1997 was the first album so maybe, they've, maybe even a couple of years earlier than that but yeah but they've done so much within yeah 10 years to come to this point yeah to establish a whole other um fan base I mean Ramstein is as much a cult yeah. as Insane Clown Posse is a cult as Iron Maiden is a cult yes. as you know like they're yeah. a cult and, and the rule is you have to see them live to fully understand yeah yeah, I think. So maybe I'll go next time there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I implore you. I implore you. <laughs> I'm glad now that I know, at least know a few of the songs, you know? Yeah. And is is, is Liebe ist für alle da their best album? Or where does it sit for you? I like it. I like it. I come back to it some more than I do the other ones. Okay. Like, um, I think uh, uh, the, the album that came before this, Rosenrat, was, was very hit and miss. Oh, okay. Very much. Of, there's a lot of filler compared to this album which is totally singles yeah it's like like Tour de Vey Vitamins Heil Vitamins Heil and Heil Vitamins Heil is good as well yeah, yeah. Hunter Salute um, and Bookstaboo Bookstaboo which is uh, <laughs> doesn't mean anything it, it's yeah. it, it's a word which means, what, up, means whatever you want it to mean it's a made up word that's yeah. the best part yeah it, because it's it's just kind of all star signed out on the album cover which yeah, is great yeah 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 um uh uh Wienerblut is pretty cool. That has some really cool elements to it. Yeah, Wienerblut, I could take or leave. Um, I mean, that's what I said initially. And then years down the line, I was like, this <laughs> does some really cool shit yeah. later on in the song. Yeah. Which a lot of the songs need to warm up. Yeah. And they all have that, like, you know, Metallica go halftime, that kind of... Yeah. That's kind of... That's all the rhythm guitar is Richard doing. That, yeah, that's, the, yeah. That's, that's where the rhythm guitar lives. And it's, you know, it's good. I mean, if Ramstein are, are watering down yeah. their sound here, it's not obvious. No, it's not. This is definitely the biggest sound they've had. There you go. The most to it, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, production job is incredible. Yeah. I think, like, absolutely astounding. Yeah, production job, production sounds great. And again, Till is like kind of a... It's like a take it or leave it. But actually, like if I'm listening to it and there's other people around, I'm pretty self-conscious because it's so over the top, I guess. Yeah. It's not, it, this is not background music. Like if you, like everyone in the neighborhood is going to know you're listening to Ramstein if you're listening to Ramstein. I mean, in my house it is. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so obvious <laughs> yeah. that it's Ramstein. Yeah. But, you know, but it, it's, it, hilarious. it's enjoyable to listen to. I, I have no issue yeah. with this voice. There's no piece. band like this. No, there's, there's no. There is none that pulls it off like this. No, I l- actually I have a soft spot for Eisbrecher, but then it's yeah. a different thing again. It is from this. It's more synthy. Yeah. Rammstein is more just full on in your face. Yeah, rock. So yeah, yeah. Pleasantly surprised. Great. Maybe I'm, I'm you're, glad you're kind yeah. of on board now. Yeah, I know you're hoping that I'd be like no, no, unanimously no. positive, but there's a lot to a, love. That takes a while. And Ichudeve is truly a f- wonderful song. Mm. It's just great. So. And. The visual, as I said again, the visuals make are half the package with Ramstein. I think. Okay. Bring it up to two two hundred percent. Honestly, so awesome. Yeah, um, there you go. Yeah, that's Liebe ist für alle da by Ramstein. Yes. If you want to uh, check that out, and I guess we've got a massively packed week. We've yes. already picked out most of our albums we're doing for next week. Yes, coming next week, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> oh God, we're doing Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We're diving in the deep end on this one. Yeah, Marilyn Manson, goth, 
gothy mm-hmm. um then we have great pleasures pretty goth yeah if only i had rule over the album club i would have gone full goth just to make it a goth special we'll see i'll pick something uh, typo negative uh, we'll see okay anyway no, take uh, care yeah, yeah. take care of yourselves everyone and we will <laughs> see you next week see ya bye bye <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,